You are on Max's Island, a podcast by Meet Max Power. On Max's Island podcast, you'll hear the lived experiences of people who choose to live life a little differently. It might be a story of when they took time out and dared to do something crazy. Perhaps they made a decision to leave it all behind and follow their dreams. Or maybe they just stopped listening to what other people thought and did what was right for them. This experience becomes a story that is part of them and one that you need to hear. So, now that you're on Max's Island, listen to the wisdom in these stories and you too will be inspired to do what you have always wanted to do. With me on the island for the first time this year is Brooke Jones. Brooke, welcome to the island. Thank you so much, Tony. Brooke, all our guests on the island get a chance to tell a story about that time in their life where they really chose to probably follow a dream, chose to turn their back on what they were doing and pursue something different or just had a pivotal moment in their life where things changed for them. Do you have a time recently where that might have happened to you? Absolutely. Three years ago, exactly, I became a mum and uh, I also, in my first year of motherhood, made the decision to become a midwife as well. So I've uh, just completed my Master of Midwifery at Curtin University and will be next week starting my first role as a graduate midwife. Now, had you been in the medical area before or was this something brand new for you? And was it quite different from a career point of view from what you've been doing before? Very different. I have worked in health, but broadly speaking, in the policy and research space. So I haven't worked clinically before and I also haven't worked, I mean, besides way back in my late teen years when I was in sales and and hospitality, most of my career hasn't necessarily been people-facing. It's been behind the scenes and yet to be a midwife obviously is is very people-facing and I'm very much looking forward to that change. The obvious question is what led you to make such a, a dramatic decision? Was there a particular event or a moment in time that you can recall that things changed and you went, wow, I need to pursue something totally different? I don't think it was a specific pivotal moment, but it was the time in my life when I decided about becoming a parent and I fell deep into the, I guess, the knowledge and the information of pregnancy, birth, becoming a mother, all of that, and I discovered that I was hugely interested. So I think deep down I'd always had it within me. But then when, you know, the t- the time in my life came to um, for my husband and I to have a child, that was the trigger. And 
yeah, I was absolutely fascinated. I actually, it was a friend who's a midwife who recommended a particular book to me and it was actually about, it's called Give Birth Like a Feminist and it focuses on women's rights in motherhood, in pregnancy and birth and that was incredibly illuminating to me because it gave me an insight into the maternity system which actually has its flaws, like all systems, obviously, but it, I, I found it particularly interesting. Becoming a mother is an incredibly transformative experience and women need a lot of support, uh, in my personal opinion, and a lot of education, a lot of preparation. And I guess I felt lucky that I was interested enough to teach myself about everything, but I think I was also developed a sense of empathy for all the mothers before me, including girlfriends, etc., who'd become mums. And I don't think I had appreciated what an intense change it is to one's life. And that that was it. I just uh it lit the fire within me and then I, I was fortunate um enough to to fall pregnant and I wanted to learn everything about it and I also wanted to support every woman around me as well who was who was going through it as well and that stayed with me. So your experience of giving birth to a child did you have a positive midwifery experience during that time and did that also help assist you in in getting clarity in the thoughts around pursuing this career? Yeah, thanks for that question, Tony. I did. I had continuity of care from a midwife, which basically means that throughout my my pregnancy, I saw the same midwife and I had a reasonably good chance of that midwife attending my birth, but also being part of my initial postnatal journey as well. And there are countless benefits associated with continuity of care from a midwife. And it's a model of care that all women should know about. And I, unfortunately, from my experience, it's not something that all women are, are led to, to learn about. And I was also at the Family Birth Centre as well, which is part of a metropolitan, the, the tertiary maternity hospital here in Perth. And it's a fantastic service. But I only found out about the Family Birth Centre. I mean, maybe it was a a year or so before becoming pregnant, but through a chance conversation with a colleague at my previous work um, who was also getting her care from the Family Birth Centre and I was taken aback. I was like, that sounds amazing. Um, I can't believe I didn't know about it. And, yeah, that's something also that really interests me is the different models of care that are available to to women for when they're pregnant. And there are pros and cons associated with with all of them. But I think when women are either preconception or once they become pregnant, they're not necessarily presented with all of those options. And why do you think that's the case? I don't know. Um, it, it On the surface level, it seems like it should be an easy problem to solve. Um, GPs are often the first port of call for a pregnant woman once they get those lines on the pregnancy stick, the test they'll go and see their doctor. And unfortunately, I I have seen research that shows that GPs themselves aren't necessarily 
or bottle on all of the different options. And quite often it can just be, okay, congratulations, you're pregnant. Let Allow me to write a referral to your local health service. Or do you have private health insurance? Do you know at what doctor? A lot of women actually tend to follow their, as I've just alluded to myself, but their friends' experiences or opinions and who said I had a great obstetrician and they'll go down that path. As I mentioned, there's midwifery care and obstetric care as well. And that is something that I think is really important for families to understand that delicate to explain, but obstetrics is a specialist field of medicine for complications in pregnancy and birth. And midwives are experts in physiological pregnancy, birth, etc. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that not all pregnancies and births require obstetric input. And a large majority of women can go through midwifery care only and don't need to have that relationship with obstetricians. Though, thank God for obstetricians, we would not be where we are without them. It's just that it doesn't necessarily have to be the model of care for women. So when you made the decision to change your career, where did you go to? Is there a number of learning institutions where you can you know, learn to become a midwife or is there tends to be you know, a limited field in WA? It's improving. There are currently three universities in WA where you can study midwifery. And I, having had an undergraduate degree, not in health sciences, mind you, but an undergraduate degree, enabled me to enrol into this postgraduate um, Master of Midwifery that Curtin University was offering, a relatively new offering, having not had clinical education or work experience, I was required to do a semester of a, a health foundations course um, before starting the specific midwifery training. There are also pathways now or it's very common for nurses, by the way, to become midwives after attaining their nursing degree. But one thing I actually would really like to uh, highlight is that midwifery is a separate profession from nursing not all midwives have to be nurses as well. And I think that's really important for people to appreciate. And yeah, there are some pathways for nurses to work as student midwives within some of the main metropolitan hospitals and earn a wage whilst they learn and build up their practical hours as well. So undergraduate and graduate options. Always interested talking to guests on Max's Island who have made a decision to follow a particular passion, a particular interest, and especially when it becomes the interest that drives their career. How did you feel when you made the decision to change to midwifery? And that first day at university, when you went back to do the master's, and that you were doing something probably that you had much more passion for than you had when on your first day of your undergraduate course? Really interested to understand how that felt and the level of excitement. And also as a mature age student, how did you feel like you fitted in within the class? I had a great class. It was all women that I was studying with. Came from a variety of backgrounds, different ages. Some were mothers, some weren't. Some were younger, some were older. All really lovely women who I developed good relationships with. The decision to 
become a midwife. Uh, I studied midwifery. Wasn't an overnight one. It definitely sort of needed to to brew over several months. But also, I guess, and perhaps this wasn't your question, Tony, but I think in terms of making that decision, it was one of those decisions where if I didn't follow that path that I felt like was was calling me, was was a vocation even, I knew that it would stick with me for a long time into the future and I might meet midwives in my future and go, oh, you know, I wish I studied that or I thought about that previously and it was, I guess it was such a burning desire within me that I had to follow it. I'm not sure if I remember my first day, I, or maybe I do, I'm putting on my my purple scrub top and attending Curtin University campus again, which was actually where I did my first degree, yikes, a long time ago. And it was exciting. And the classes themselves were uh, delivered in block weeks. So we didn't, it wasn't like your regular university course where you attended on a weekly basis. We attended uh, Monday to Friday, nine to five situation for at least two weeks out of every semester that allowed us to do fulfill all the practical requirements and study outside of that as well. But also, I think I still also remember getting, I was just waiting with bated breath for that email that said, congratulations, your enrolment has been accepted. And I, that was particularly exciting. And gosh, attending my first birth as a student midwife was absolutely mind-blowing as well. And I have I've had so many wonderful experiences as a midwifery student. And now the fact that I'm about to start my professional career as an independent registered midwife, I'm very excited as well. You mentioned that you're starting the practical part of your career very soon. In terms of trepidation, how do you feel? The fact that you've have had some practical experience, you're a mum yourself, so you've been through the process. Are you more nervous or excited? trepidation the word you just used is a word I've been using a lot over the last couple of months sums it up very well for me the nerves are probably outweighing the excitement a little bit at the moment and I I guess I'll just have to see how I am in I don't know a month's time to see how it's all going but no I'm so excited to be able to support women in their motherhood journeys and I guess I'm also excited for my career ahead of me there are lots of lots of areas that midwifery can take you. Rook, earlier yeah. you mentioned that knowledge around midwifery and the opportunities to engage a midwife early on in a pregnancy process are probably not as well known. And that education piece is really important as well. Do you have any thoughts around the future of midwifery and what can be done to enable that to become more part of the process of someone's pregnancy and them being able to really design the pregnancy and birth that they want, as opposed to, as you said, being put into a a medical system. So do you think what are the opportunities for for midwifery going forward? You could probably wind it all the way back to maybe, let's say, high school. I do think that maybe even options for pregnancy care, let's say, should be presented to women at a young age just so that they have some entry-level knowledge. I'm not trying to say that we want to increase young mothers or anything like that, but we do need um, that education early on 
not once we are pregnant. And even, I guess it can be lucky. I've met a lot of women who just tell them about their different options and they simply weren't or aren't aware. So there needs to be more raising awareness. Something I also feel passionate about as well, having become a mother myself, sure there are better words for this, but it is such an intense time. And you can, I highly recommend all women do as much preparation as they can. In saying that though, I don't think you can actually prepare yourself fully. It's still an incredible change that you go through as an individual, as a family, bringing a a baby into your world and um, entering, I'm not sure, Tony, if you've heard of matrescence as well. It's akin to adolescence. It's a very big change that women go through when and they become mothers and it stays with them forever. And they say it takes a village and that can be, I guess, easier said than done. We all live very busy lives. I've had countless friends who have become mums themselves and I want to be there for them at the drop of a hat and I want to relieve them of the troubles that they might be having either when they're pregnant or when they're having any difficulties with their newborn, etc. But we can't be everywhere all at once. And also, I do believe that women need to, it's a personal experience becoming a mother, but there, and I'm not sure what the answer is, but there's just not enough awareness. And I, and I do think that women need to share more. There needs to be, I don't know if it, perhaps it's not a stigma. I'm not sure if it's shame, but there's something that I think it remains behind hidden curtains until you're there for yourself. And of course, you're not going to be able to fully, as I touched on earlier, you're not going to be able to fully appreciate that until you're in the position yourself, 100%. But also, we do just need to be more open about these experiences and embrace it as a society and not let it be something that just individuals have to go through by themselves. Brooke, as we draw to a close your time on Max's Island, one of the things that has come become very clear in our chat today is certainly my lack of understanding around midwifery in the sense of part of the process and the practice. Here's an opportunity for you to do some of that education to some of the listeners on Max's Island on what a midwifery journey might look like for somebody who preparing to become pregnant or has just become pregnant and what actions could somebody take that just may give them better opportunities to access a really compassionate, friendly and caring midwife? Yeah. So it starts with understanding what all of your options are. I am a big believer in where possible women doing their own research. There is so much information out there. And by research, I do mean going beyond mainstream media and and Hollywood movies. It's definitely not where you want to be learning about pregnancy, birth, and motherhood. Learning what's important to you, uh, getting a good understanding of, of, I guess, your values, what becoming a mother means to you, just what's important to you, and then see how those align with the different models of care that are available to you in your community. Obviously, it is a postcode or it can be a postcode lottery, not all models of care are available to every woman. It does depend on your locality. 
I do want to throw in a plug for private midwifery as well. There's not a lot of private midwives as well, but it is a fantastic model of care that all women should learn about and uh, consider. It's off topic, but I implore all women to never be afraid to ask for help, never be afraid to ask any question that you might have. Midwives will be there to, to answer your questions, uh, pregnant, to becoming pregnant, becoming a mother, and birth as well. They can be very daunting and, and foreign experiences, and it's very normal for women to feel unsure about those those things. So just embrace it as much as you can. Do as much as your your own research, your own knowledge generation, and and make it your own. This is your your chance to to really have an incredible experience. And midwives um, start life with a midwife. Midwifery care is something that I'm so glad that I personally had the opportunity to have access to. I hope that access to midwifery care increases and I just hope that the system improves and that women keep having better experiences. Brooke, thanks for joining us on the island. I think the listeners to Max's Island can hear in your voice your passion, how you've landed in a place that is right for you, certainly at this moment in time, and that your recent lived experience of becoming a mother and and going through a pregnancy process and, and experiencing that with a, a midwife has made it really interesting for new mums and given them an opportunity to think about what could be a little different, something that they could tailor for themselves. So thanks for not only sharing your journey and how it was such a significant change in your career, but also educating us all on what it is to be a midwife what options are available and the future opportunities for women giving birth to engage in midwives. So thanks for being on the island. Thank you, Tony. It was a real pleasure to speak with you. We spoke on the bus on the way home from work. He was lost in the details of life. Each day was a blur, all work and no play. And how, how it had turned out this way He told me his plan, a short-term escape Five weeks on the Bibbulmun track Go it alone, no one to blame If he finished or fell by the way
Prince was engaged, his mind was as clear as the sky. Completely alone, no emails or phone and nothing, nothing he needed to do. Sometimes it's good to pretend